0: Round 11 of the NRL is delivered again with another cracking round of actions, kicking off with the storm taming the Broncos in Melbourne, the Bunnies going top of the ladder with a masterclass against uh, the Toiling Tigers and our very own Warriors getting the wagon back on track with a much-needed win against uh, desperate uh, doggies in Sydney. And joining us now to uh, break down uh, the weekend's action, that uh, was another beauty, is uh, Scotty Sattler. Scotty, of course, uh, vastly experienced career of thirteen years, uh, basically playing out league at the top level, and uh, of late, uh, towards the end of his career, the Panthers one hundred and eighteen games and West Tigers twenty two. Scotty, good morning to you, and thank you for your time.
1: Hey, Smitty, I was just going to say that's very rock and roll of you. That um, that song that comes back from the the segment, very rock and roll.
0: What? Well, I, I saw you down in Queenstown And I kind of figured uh, I couldn't give you a tame sort of intro It had to be something with a bit of punch a, You know, a, a something with a bit of rhythm But a, a bit of blast as well
1: But if, if anyone would have seen you in Queenstown For those couple of days uh, If I had to put a song to, to a maybe To explain your actions over two days uh, It has to be Akadaka. Like, you're just You're out of control So,
0: it's good to be with you Yeah <laughs> And, and I had a heart attack. I had a heart attack two days later. After that, too, just by the boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's let's have a look at let's have a look at some of this uh, action over the weekend. Uh, beginning, of course, uh, with a pretty classy encounter on Friday night, which was the storm and the Broncos and the storm continuing the Broncos' misery in Melbourne. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the
1: Broncos have been going great. Uh, this is going to be this is one of their, the. First true tests, I suppose, against teams that are used to playing, against, you know, playing in really big matches, big marquee matches, the Melbourne Storm. And the Broncos haven't had to really travel away from South East Queensland. They've had Magic Round, they've had the Cowboys, they've played the Suncorp. They went up to Darwin for a game against Parramatta. But outside of that, um, they haven't had to travel too much And in the first 11 rounds. As uh, they go down to Melbourne, uh, I, I've got to say the Broncos convinced me that they can still win the comp. Even though they were beaten by the storm, because uh, they had some contentious calls against them, one that was sent Pat Carrigan, one of their best players at the sin bin for 10 minutes for a uh, hit drop tackle, which he was was not even fined or looked like he was going to be suspended for. So, some contentious calls over the weekend for the, um, the NRL and the Broncos. I felt you know they were you know, they were pretty hard done by. But in saying that, the Melbourne Storm were really professional, so they just keep proving to everyone that. Run that. They're never going to go away, it's a storm.
0: They can ill afford to lose uh, Adam Reynolds uh, long term, stretch it off uh, in a neck brace. Have we heard anything about that?
1: Yeah, from all reports to me he's going to be okay. He, he hit his head really hard when contesting for a ball uh, in, in the, when it looked like a trial was going to be scored. And um, everyone thought it was going to be a concussion, but it wasn't. He, he lost some feeling in his hand. I think it was his left hand, so it was from looking at that it looks like a maybe nerve damage in his neck that's gone down his his arm into his hand so there's uh there's a belief that he may be alright so it's not a head knock it's not something that's um that's head trauma or concussion and I'll just assess it throughout the week but there's a chance that he may play next week
0: Scotty, um, we're pretty happy to see the Warriors get back on track. The Bulldogs aren't uh, the biggest scalp in the competition, but I'm not sure the Warriors were ever really, uh, particularly when they established that lead, in any danger of being run down.
1: Yeah, you know, they've been, at the start of the season, we predicted our most improved teams. And I said the Warriors based on the one, their recruitment, I thought it's been outstanding, and two, the coach Andrew Webster. I just know from uh, the guys, the people that I know at Penrith, who speak so highly of his not only of his coaching, but his relationship with the players. So it's it's no surprise that they have improved greatly. Now I went through a little bit of a lean patch there for a couple of weeks, but in saying that, have um, have found a, a level of consistency that has not usually been attributed to the Warriors over the years. And the inconsistency I mean is that the ability to defend for long periods of time, which which the Warriors have never been famous for it. It's always been about, let's see how many points we can score in a short amount of time. But it's also on the you know, continued you know, improvement of, of um, some young players that come coming through the grades. And then you've got the really good recruiting like Ford and, and Sean Johnson's been outstanding. He's been amazing. And I've always been a huge fan of Josh Cullen. So it's a lot of those players now, that uh, a lot of those youngish sort of players that have now sort of got a fair few first-grade games under their belt. And on the back of that, jo- Sean Johnson's just showing this this, this great form that, that saw him win a golden boot. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, he been, he's been scouted by other eight-hour-old clubs. I hope he doesn't leave. I know he's only on a, a one-year contract, but in saying that, I just think the Warriors and Sean Johnson go well together. And I, I'd hate mm. him at 32, to have to go and try and restart a club. It takes too much out of you emotionally when you're 32 going to a club that's really struggling. Um, to start again. Uh, I I hope he stays at the Warriors for another year.
0: If you had, uh, if you were the head coach, if you were Andrew Webster and you know you've got uh, Roger Tuovasa-Shek coming to the club uh, next year, maybe a little bit earlier if things go well, I I just wonder where would you put him in, bearing in mind that uh, Snuggle clockstad at fullback has done a hell of a job this year.
1: Outstanding. Been one of their best players. But you're also getting one of the best players in the world back into your side as well, so you've got to find a position I'd start him on the wing. I would start him on the wing initially, um, or maybe in the centres. But in saying that, I, I feel as though that he naturally has to drift back to that, that position of fullback. You need to put him where your opposition don't want him, and you don't want him at fullback. But I think just to uh, drift feeding back into the game, I know he hasn't been away for a long time, but you do pick up some bad habits when you go to rugby, and then come back to league, and vice versa. So I think I would start him... Probably on the wing first, and then eventually moving back to, to fullback. Because I think Charles Duckel-Cooks, would make a, a terrific centre. I think he'd make a really good centre. So I think they could they could um, work their magic there with, with Andrew Webster. He thinks outside the box, Andrew Webster, which is what I, what I like about him. So I think eventually RTS will be at fullback. But I think, you know, you don't have to do it overnight.
0: Just looking at uh, one of the big games for the weekend, which ended up being just an absolute thrashing, uh, the the Panthers, which you you had a history with, the Roosters, you had a bit of a history with as well. um, And all of a sudden you look at the table and you see, okay, here we go, Panthers back where they belong. um, But the Roosters have issues, it seems, with that scoreline.
1: Massive issues. Uh, Players that have been some of the best in the competition, Smithy, who are really struggling for form. James Tedesco, probably most notably. Um, Young Joseph Suali'i, who is going to rugby, of course, um, in a couple of years. He's playing in the centres, which is probably not his natural position at the moment. Um, But it all comes back to primarily their forward pack, and their forward pack are are getting dominated. Uh, They're not physical enough, and uh, the other sides are, are really running roughshed over them, to be quite honest. Yeah, this Panthers side really haven't clicked into gear. Take that scoreline from the weekend out of the, out of the equation. they really clicked into gear, but when you look at their defensive record, they're, they're the best defensive team in the comp by the length and the straight. So if people are starting to question about whether they can win another comp, losing the players they have, and saying they can't do it, well, they probably need to look at how good they are defensively, because defence wins your comps, and they're already there. So, uh, But the Roosters, have they've got some problems and they they didn't emerge when they dropped Sam Walker they were starting to emerge before Sam Walker um, was, was dropped down to second grade so yeah, he's in a knee brace now he's going to be out for a number, probably another three or four weeks Joey who's now injured so um, they can't really rush Walker back into the side so they're really just going to have to scratch and crawl the best way they can Trent Robinson's really going to be you know, tested as a coach and um what he can do to get the best out of his teammates. But um what he's gotta to say to his forward pack is you're not the forward pack that's dominated, you know, this competition for a number of years since two thousand and thirteen. You've got to you have know, got to stand up and, and be counted because if you if you stand up and, and dominate your opposition forward pack, that's when the likes of your Luke Kearys and your James Escoges and your Sue that's when they they're able to play at their best. So it all comes down to your your front line. If your front line gets knocked over well, it doesn't matter what's coming, coming in behind. They're going to get, they're going to get swamped as well, and that's what's happening with the roosters at the moment.
0: On the basis of what you're saying about a number of uh, key players who are just not finding the form that they should have uh, this far into the competition, what, what are you thinking in terms of state of origin? Then, I mean, will there be some very interesting selections um, on either camp?
1: Well, I, I don't think there'll be any surprise. From a Queensland point of view, because I think winning the series last year, it pretty much picks itself. Um, and with New South Wales, I think, yeah, you know, even though there's some players that are playing out of form, you remember all four Queensland sides are sort of in the top eight or teeting around the top eight. So they're all informal of the Queensland clubs and a lot of the players that play for those Queensland clubs. Um, but for New South Wales, a lot of out of form players. Good part about Origin, Smithy, is, yeah, you know, players like Tedesco who aren't playing well, they get to Origin and they find form because they're around other players that are that have probably got the same mindset as well. So, you know, Origin can play players into form. And, you know, Tedesco always scares me as a Queenslander, even though he's not playing well at the moment. When he gets to Origin, he'll go to another level. That's what Origin does. It draws out. It draws out every little bit of expertise you've got in your game. So, um, New South Wales, I think, I think I'll have a few surprises. I think, yeah, you know, there's, there's a big back row playing for Manly called uh, um, Halim Olakuatu, o- 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 a, a big second rower. Everyone's been touting him to to play Origin this year, his first Origin. But then yesterday in the game at Brookvale, in front of the coach Brad Fittler, who's sitting on the sideline for commentary for Channel Nine, misses a horrible tackle uh, on a Cronulla player to score to, for the Cronulla player to score a try and. In front of the New South Wales coach And the teams are going to be picked next Monday You've got to be better than that if you're going to play Origins So I think we're going to be surprised With a few of the selections uh, from, From New South Wales
0: Right, okay Um You've obviously uh, had um, quite some time with the Tigers as well. Or, uh, and I just uh, wonder what you're making of them now. There's uh, source, all sorts of rumours uh, about the coaching setup, They even go back as far as the boardroom. Uh, and they were blanked by uh, Latrell, Mitchell & Co. 20 nothing at the weekend.
1: Yeah, you know, they have got a, a few questions that have got to be asked, I suppose, at administration level. That's first and foremost. I wouldn't be concerned about the coaching uh, set up they've got at the moment, which Tim Sheen's overseeing uh, Benji Marshall. Benji's going to be a very good coach, a very good coach. Uh, what they've got to get do at the moment is uh, the, people are going to have patience and with the Tigers, unfortunately, they haven't played finals for so many years. Your, your patience can only go so far. But under this current regime, which Sheen's as head coach, I've worked with Tim Sheens. I've known him for a number of years. I've got a lot of respect for the man. I know that he likes to play the long game when he's in charge and and with the long game with Tim Sheen, he'll get it right. Oh, I know he'll get it right. It's just, you know, we're trying to get through this this real teething process with this new setup of the coaching scenario with Benji. He's trying to take a lot of the reins. He's just got Tim sitting overseeing him at the moment. But the problem is they don't have a they don't have a, a, a general manager of rugby league, Smithy, They don't have a lot of that person that's overseeing the rugby league department. That's where the head coach gets pulled into a lot of those areas if he doesn't need to, and he just needs to be focusing on coaching and and recruiting and, and not worrying about operational issues and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a couple of areas that they've got to fix up off the field. On the field, they're trying really hard. Unfortunately, they just don't have that, that polish. They don't have that polish to, to finish off potential opportunities. And, and they're stuck in... The, they're, they're logged into a few a few contracts, Smithy, that they can't get out of at the moment. But over the next sort of 18 months, I'll start to weed a few players out and, and hopefully... Have the you know have the to be able to recruit some really good players to add to the ones they made over the over the off season. So, you know, I know a lot of people look at the the NRL ladder and see that they're sitting last and go, "What are you talking about?" But I have faith in Tim Sheens and Benji that they'll get it right eventually. Unfortunately, you can't have a lot of more patience with the Tigers because they haven't played finals for so long. So, you know, mm. I'm I'm the eternal optimist when it comes to Tim Sheens.
0: Good, it's nice to hear actually, and uh, particularly your comments about. Uh, Benji Marshall, uh, the other side that uh, is making a bit of noise at this stage, uh, the Sharks, they won away uh, to uh, Manly at the weekend, 20-14. to 14. Um, Nico Hines is um, playing some absolutely superb rugby league. Does he get a job for the Blues? And where do you see the Sharks as contenders?
1: Well, I, I, at the start of the year, maybe I, I had the Sharks in my top four. And if you're in the top four, you've got a chance to win the comp. And it's as simple as that. And the competition changes then you've got to then have the ability to think like a finals team prepare like a finals team don't prepare like you have throughout the year you've got to go to another level of intensity and and some teams have it some teams don't and well the sharks last year they were disappointing to be bundled out straight sets last year so they'll learn from that and i think if they make the top four they're definitely a, a premiership contender they've got to really tidy up their defense they're leaking too many points uh, but they've got the Dalian player of the year, Nico um, It's going to be interesting to see whether Nico himself can go to the next level and as a and be a player that can turn his team into a finals contention, grand final contention team into getting to a grand final. And with, when it comes to origin, he's in the box seat. I think at worst, I think at the absolute worst, Smithy, he'll be picked in a number 14 jersey. I think he'll play that utility role. A lot of people are saying, oh... You'll waste him as a utility. I I don't agree with that. I feel as though that for a kid that's never played Origin, to play him at number 14 allows him to come into the game, inject himself with all that, that great enthusiasm and energy that he's got. And I think he can play a crucial role for New South Wales. At worst, he'll be 14. At best, he'll wear the number six jersey, I think. And, but I think, uh, I think they'll pick the Penrith combination of Eye of and, and Nathan Cleary as well which, with a couple of other players from Penrith and, and form those combinations that a the reason why they're going so well at the moment. So, but with Nico, at worst, I think he'll be a 14, a utility player.
0: Scotty Sattler, absolutely brilliant for uh, uh, to help us out this morning I, I love your comments, um, the in-depth nature of them, uh, wish you all the best mate and uh, hope we catch up again at some stage in the future, thanks for your time, appreciate it
1: Anytime Smithy. see ya